Money FM 89.3, the best of Saturday mornings. We have Liverpool legend, Scotland legend, title winner with Leeds United, yeah. cup winners. Tri- uh, he won the treble of cups, I remember, in 2001 right. with Liverpool. We have the legend himself, Gary McAllister, in the studio. Welcome. Wow. Listen, it's great to be here. Every time I come to this part of the world, it's always very exciting. So it's nice to be here in Singapore. When did you arrive in Singapore? We got here in the morning, yesterday morning. Mm. Uh, it's, we flew from Manchester into Dubai and Dubai down to, to Singapore. Flights were great and had a good sleep. Mm. Yeah. We engaged with a few fans last night uh, with, with, with Carlsberg. It was, it was good fun. Right. How, how long are you here me. in Singapore for? We're here for a week. A week? Okay. We're here for a week. The two games, which are very important. It's key, yeah. big pre-season games for, for Jürgen and the players. The mm. uh, big part of the pre-season build-up. They've been in Germany in, in camp. Um, obviously, there's a lot said about the travel. A lot of teams travel to play their pre-season games, but it, but it is very vital for, for Liverpool to come to this region mm. because of the because of the amount of fans. It's well, pretty, yeah. it's pretty Absolutely. Simple. I wanted to talk about that. As you mentioned, Liverpool are here for two games, Leicester City yeah. and Bayern Munich, as part of the Singapore Festival of Football, which is going on across the weekend. Uh, there are events all over the National Stadium, both yeah. inside and out. So mm. just go to the website, go to the Liverpool website. There's so much there. And I wanted to talk about that, Gary, first. Why is it so important? And I say this unashamedly. I think Liverpool's community engagement across the world... I've seen it in England, I've seen it in Australia, I've seen it in Malaysia, and obviously I've seen it in Singapore. Why is it so important for Liverpool to connect with their well, fans? You, you, you touched on it. You know, you, you touched on the fact that Liverpool are, are very good in the community of, the, of, of their own region. You mm. know, so in and around Anfield, the stadium, they do some amazing work. I've seen it. I've seen it firsthand. You know, I've played at other clubs, uh, but when I went to Liverpool, I only played there for a couple of seasons, and I could see how intent they were to, to, be, to go into the community and help Locals who are probably less fortunate than us, maybe not as healthy as as, as others, mm. and this is where it's really key. So not only do they do it here, but they they're, they're very conscious of the fact that they're unbelievably supported here. I've been mm. here many times, and to come here and see the passion and the love they've got for the Liverpool, which is so far away, I think it's it's vital for them to go and get into the community here as well. Did you right. come in 2001? Yes. You did, right? Yes. I remember that. I remember there were queues 20, around the block. We had, we had we, I can remember the two evening sessions, but obviously it was, obviously it was, it was a lot of humidity and stuff, so the training sessions were held back to, to mid-evening. Yeah. And there was 20,000, 30,000 people turning up to mm. the training. Right. Yeah. And then obviously the game was a sellout. And it was, it was sort of one of my first experiences of, of, of travelling to this, this region. Mm. But to see the... Obviously, it's not so easy to get to Anfield for people from Singapore. They, they yeah. don't get the opportunity to get tickets to get into the stadium, and it's a long way to go. So when the when the players come here, or when former players come here as well, you can see you can see the passion for the club. They they, they just love the club. They just yeah. want to engage with former players and obviously the present players. Now, obviously, the matches are something that it's uh, a lot of people are looking forward to. But if, apart from that, why is it so important for events to happen around the stadium? Well, the thing is, just 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 as we're talking, it's rare for the the fans of this region to see their heroes. You know, yeah. so when there's a chance to come and see them, they're obviously going to take it. But then, obviously, all the things that happen in and around the stadium, we've got we've got all the young coaches, the coaches from the academy coming and taking you know taking training sessions with the youngsters of the area, just to give them a little bit of a feel mm. of what happens back in England, you know, in and around the, our academies back at, at LFC. So it's 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 massive for the club to maintain this. And just to keep 
to make sure the fans know that the that the support that they show from so far away is, is very much appreciated. Right. And just a reminder, we're here with Liverpool and Scotland legend Gary McAllister. For Liverpool fans out there, if you do have any questions, send them now. WhatsApp 88550893. Did I get it right? Yeah, absolutely. WhatsApp 88550893. Get your questions into Gary McAllister right now. You touched on something very important there, Gary. I mean, I've looked at all of the events uh, Liverpool Football Club are doing. Everything from... As you say, Q&As, clinics. I see you're doing something down at the British High Commission with uh, kids from uh, less privileged backgrounds. Mm. Absolutely fantastic. What are some of the things that you're involved with? Well, I think you've just touched them all. So I'm involved in all of those. I'm here alongside with Lucas Lever, Martin Skirtle, John Barnes and John Aldridge. And, and obviously that's that we're here to engage with all of those events. And hopefully, you know, Jürgen and the, and the first team I'll take part in some of them as well. So it's it's just getting in close to the mm. people of Singapore, you know, right across the board, whether it be partners, you know, fans, or or, or, or in charities as well, where people are a little bit less fortunate than ourselves. So it's just getting involved. Mm. And just to reiterate, there is a day-long series of events. There's a, there's a fan zone around mm. the National Stadium. You can go to the Liverpool website. You can go to the National Stadium website. They're all open to the public. As uh, uh, Gary mentioned, there's Q&As, there's clinics, there's competitions, there's giveaways. Just go to the Liverpool website or go to the National Stadium website. It's all there. All right, let's move on to the friendlies. So Leicester first, then Bayern Munich. Mm. I believe Bayern Munich is almost sold out. There's a few, few, I'm being nodded at here. There's a handful of tickets, so you've got to move quickly for that. There's still a few for Leicester. I think the last I heard, more than 20,000 for the training session alone. Has it gone up since then? It probably has. So more than 20,000, 30,000 just to see the training session. Absolutely fabulous. How important are these friendlies to Liverpool? Well, it's, it's massive. This is, you know, we're, we're now we're getting very close to the start of the season. So these games are very crucial in the build-up for, for any team, especially as we're getting closer to the opening game of the season back home in England. You know, they've, they've been in Germany in a training camp. They've played maybe some levels below Leicester, had some games against some German clubs. And now as you're getting closer to the, to the kick-off, you know, the intensity of the games and the level of the opponent starts to rise. Obviously, Leicester City were relegated from the Premier League last mm-hmm. year. So they'll be looking to, to get their season going and, and start well in the Championship. So that's a good game. And all, then also the, 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 sort of, the big game, the blue chip game is against Bayern Munich. And that's a, that's a big challenge. So mm. Liverpool are always want to be competing against the very best. And then you've got this, you've got this sort of the rivalry between Dortmund and, mm. and Bayern Munich. You know, Jurgen Klopp being a, a famous Dortmund manager. There's no love lost between those two clubs. They're yeah. competitive. So Jurgen will be wanting to win that game as well. Yeah. Mm. So it's a key game and it's, and it's getting very, very close to the, to the big kickoff. And also, of course, it's a chance for Jurgen Klopp to t- try out his new midfielders, yes. a former mm. midfielder yourself. A lot of change in that department. It's no secret that they've been looking to bolster their midfield yeah. for a while now. Jordan Henderson, great servant, but he's moved on. A namesake has joined, of course, Alexis McAllister yes. has joined there. You've got Dominic Shabosley. Apologies for mispronunciation there. Mm. Two new midfielders. What do you think of the signings? How yes. do you think they'll fit in? Two talented players. Zobosley, maybe not as well known to, to the the public as as McAllister, McAllister obviously more more profile with the fact that he's a World Cup winner. Um, but Zobislai is a very talented young player, you know, captains his country. Both exciting signings, I feel. But I think the fact that there's been five or four, five, six midfielders gone the other way, I think it's still an area with the pitch where, where Liverpool will look to try and bolster just purely for numbers because of the fact that they've lost three or four very experienced midfield players. 
and only bringing two in. So just simply doing the maths, they need to bolster numbers wise. Yeah. But 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 it can't compromise in the quality, of course. So so it's a it's a key area of the pitch, you know. And if you want to do well and want to start competing right up there again against the likes of Manchester City, who have been superb in the last three or four seasons. In, they need to bolster in that area. Mm. Right. And I wanted to ask, what are your memories? Because really, your generation kick-started this. Yeah. 2001, yourselves and the other mob, Manchester United, came within, I think, a week of each other. Yeah. I'd never seen anything like it. As I said, there was a queue around Suntec City for a couple of hours just to see the trophies. Of course, you won famously the FA Cup, the League Cup, it was a treble the UEFA season, Cup yeah. that season. What were your memories of that? Well, the thing on arriving here, yeah, it was you know the thing that strikes you is immediately landing in the, at the airport. Just the numbers, not alone, you know, the training sessions, mm. just just at the airport alone. And obviously, I was an older player, you know, from a different generation from most of my teammates. So obviously, all these young fans they're thinking, who is this big baldy guy that played baldy Scotsman? So so, but their knowledge of former players and players at, at, at the, both sides of their careers was unbelievable. They've obviously been sat down with their parents, you know, Liverpool fans, you know, chatting about older players or players that they, they might not recognise. But even when I arrive now, you know, another 20 mm. years down the line, the knowledge and of of that team that I played in is quite uncanny. You know, yeah. it's unbelievable. So it's just, you can see the generational stuff being handed down. Yeah. Once, once you're a Liverpool family, not just a fan, it's, if it's the granddad to the dad to the sons, mm. and it just you can feel it drifting down because we were at a few events in, in last night with Carlsberg and it was it was rammed. Yeah. Wow, you know, but younger people, younger, you know, younger than Barnsley and John Aldridge and I. Yeah, but their knowledge of that the eras they played in, they played before me, are, are similar ages to me, but played in a team prior to me getting there, mm. and it was amazing. Just but, the, their knowledge of. Former players is stunning. But I think there was something about that that period, the early 2000s. Of course, here the internet had taken off, cable television had taken off. So for the first time, they were getting live Liverpool matches every week. Mm-hmm. So your generation, I think, really took hold yeah. with the... So as you say, Robbie Fowler, Jamie Redknapp, any of those, Michael Owen, any of those guys come here, even now, yeah. they register across the generations in Singapore. That must be fabulous. Yeah, so it's, you can see how it's followed suit because the, prior to that Liverpool, you know, when you, when you mentioned the word Liverpool, you think of a, a club that wins trophies. You know, mm, the, yeah. you know the, the number of Champions League, old European Cup wins, the, the, the number of times they've won the league. So you can see where the where the where the granddad has passed it to the dad. Yeah, you know, and, the, and then obviously that next generation of players was the group that that won the treble and, and started Liverpool winning again. Mm. You know, and then obviously they went on to, to win Champions League since, and then obviously these get older, they're just passing it down the line. It's it's, it's amazing. Right. Now, this is the biggest question for today. What do you think of uh, Liverpool's trophy chances this season? Well, listen, I, I, watching last season, I was, I was, you know, you can only admire what Guardiola has done at Manchester City. Mm. They, they were yeah. just outstanding. They're, they're, they're a class apart. And, uh, and, I, and I think even now, you know, I would still be saying that Manchester City are ahead. Yeah. But I think there'll be bigger challenges, certainly from Liverpool, mm. and I think Arsenal will go again. Arteta's did some good work at, at the Arsenal. I don't, I don't know if Chelsea can be as bad. So I think it'll be definitely more competitive at the top. <clears throat> mm. But I think the way Liverpool finished last season, I think I, I see Liverpool pushing. You know, mm. I, I see them really pushing right to the very top, and it'll be more difficult for for Manchester City to repeat what they did last season. Mm. Right. But they are, they are the outstanding team still. 
Fantastic. Mm. I have to say, Dan, because yeah. you're a lot younger than us, yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to embarrass this man. Gary was a magnificent footballer, okay. one of my favourite footballers. I yeah. used to love watching him play first at Leeds yeah. when you won the title with Gordon Strachan in central midfield. Yeah. Elegant, effortless, and you're selling yourself short with the Liverpool thing because he bossed that team. They would, yeah. He was just the missing link yeah. that they needed to win those three trophies. Wow. Fabulously effortless, elegant player to watch. Really great. What were your some of your favourite memories at Liverpool? Well, the thing is, you know, I, I Gerard Tully, when when I first heard of the interest of Liverpool, that was a, obviously I was thirty five, and, mm. and I thought, well, this is a wind up. You know, I thought it was my agent just taking the Mickey. But then when I, when, I, when I knew that it was genuine, I thought, listen, do not lose this opportunity to go to Liverpool because even as a player, you know, when I came into England in eighty five, Liverpool were. So domineering. So to play and get the opportunity to go to Liverpool was massive. So I basically said to my agent, do not lose this this deal over finances or money. Because basically you go to Liverpool at 35 for nothing. Hmm. Yeah. But once you get there, I was obviously, Gerard Tully had sat me down and says, listen Gary, we, we feel as if we've got a really good group of young players. So I think I was brought there to maybe show them how to navigate, not necessarily on the pitch on match day, just how to navigate yourself through a training week and how to prepare mm. as an elite sportsman at the, at the level of Liverpool and how you prepare and how you live your life Monday to Friday. Mm. But once you get there, you, you just, you know, I get, it just grabs you. Liverpool's a very special club. So I just didn't want to be this bit player. Yeah. Mm. So as soon as I got there, I think the young players there knew I could play. Yeah. But I was at the end of my career. I think I had to show them that I could still run. I was still capable of been able to run up and down the pitch yeah. because of my age. So I got that cleared up and then and then just get grabbed by the club. And rather than me being there to help the younger players, I was totally inspired the other way by the, the quality of the young players. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the young Fowler, there's young Owen, there's the young Murphy and obviously Carragher and Gerrard. So there was mm-hmm. five or six outstanding young players who wanted to win mm-hmm. and wanted to get Liverpool back winning. So it was like a perfect storm. It was right. a bit of a dream. Wow. Well, final question, really, and this is hard to distill into a soundbite, but I've always wanted to ask Liverpool players, what is it about Liverpool, and yes, we have to say Manchester United, that keeps that hold on fans? I mean, Liverpool's fan base here is extraordinary. When you consider that until recently, they hadn't won a title for the best part of 30 years, and yet their support base never diminished in Singapore and the region. What is it, you think, about Liverpool that makes them a special club? I think it's very dangerous to live on the past and live in Mm. your past glories. But there's something about the heritage and the the history of the club that that does grab fans and players alike. You know, it's not that you just rely on that. It's the the expectation of what's... If if you're a Liverpool fan or you're a Liverpool player, there's that expectation that you, you have to sort of replicate the fans of before who've managed to stand there and watch teams winning. And when you're a player, just for me alone being a Scotsman, I don't think Liverpool have ever won a trophy without a Scotsman. I might be wrong there, <laughs> but there's always there's a massive Scottish connection at Liverpool. So when I got there, the, the inspiration was, I knew that there was the Glishies and Hansons and Soonesses mm. watching, and I didn't want to let Scotland down. Yeah. So there's, there's loads of things that, that inspire people who follow the club as a fan and players who get there as a player. You just, you just want to be part of a, a winning team yeah. because you associate, I associate Liverpool with winning. Mm. You know, as much as the you know they finished in the league a wee bit, and, but Jurgen has come and won. You know, and it's a winning club. Mm. And I think, I think the day that the club loses the expectation level of winning, that's that's when you're in danger. But that that'll never go away because the fans, 
don't let it go away. No. Yeah. Wow. And the fans can get down to see Liverpool against Leicester tomorrow at 5pm yep. at the National Stadium. Then, of course, the big one, Liverpool by Munich on Wednesday, the 2nd of August at 7.30pm. Mm-hmm. Tickets are still available from Ticket Tech. There are not many left for the Bayern Munich one, so move quickly. But more importantly, as always, fantastic community events all around the stadium, yeah. all around the match days. Gary McAllister's involved. So get yourself and the family down there. It's a great day for all of the family. Liverpool and Scotland legend, Gary McAllister, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for no, coming likewise. on. Thank you. Thank Cheers. you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.